there is one man on the Boston College roster that could take the Eagles above and beyond the 7-6 and six game wins that they're used to. That man is Phil Dracovic. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. We are your only daily Boston College podcast. And today, we're going to continue our going down some of the major players on the Boston College rosters and looking at some of the storylines about each of these players heading into the 2022 season. On Tuesday's episode, or Wednesday's episode, we got into Zay Flowers. We looked at why he was uh, key to the, the season and what makes him so dangerous and what steps he could take. There's one player, I think, that's even more important than Zay. And we saw it last year because they couldn't get the ball to Zay because this guy was out. And that is quarterback Phil Dracovic. Now, Dracovic is in his third season with the Eagles. And there's a lot of excitement because of his raw talent. Like, you've seen what he's capable of doing. He is dynamic. He can make plays with both his legs and his arms. And he can win games with, you know, almost willing teams to win games for the Eagles. But there's also a negative side to Djokovic, too, and we're going to get into that, and that's that it, the history of injuries. Since being with BC just for two seasons, Djokovic has missed games because of injuries three separate occasions. Of course, the big one was last year when he hurt his hand and wrist against UMass diving into the end zone. But there were two times in the 2020 season where he hurt his shoulder, he dislocated it against Clemson, and then hurt a, um, I, I forget what part of his body, but he hurts himself against Louisville as well. So... There's been times that Djokovic has not been able to play, but we're heading into a new season. And my biggest question that we're going to start this off is, is Djokovic injury prone? And is this a big concern for this season? And, you know, I think it's a yes and no answer. I, I don't want to give you a, a weak answer here, but it is. So first of all, the first two injuries that he received in 2020 were due to him being tough. You know, the Clemson game, he got the snot kicked out of him. Uh, the offensive line did not do a good job of blocking for him. And Djokovic was getting hit. I mean, you guys, if you remember watching that game, he was getting thrown all over the place, taking huge hits. Um, and, and that was a big issue for him. And the same thing that happened later on in the season. Both of these times, you know, part of his his uh, appeal is that he can take hits. But sometimes he takes so many hits that you have to hold your breath and worry that he, is he going to get up from this. And I think those two injuries were concerning of that. Now, fast forward a year. The the UMass game. I I for for me, when I'm looking in terms of is Dracovic injury prone, a f- that seems fluky to me, the UMass injury. He was just trying to do a play, you know, that was scripted up for him where he's trying to get into the end zone. He, obviously, he can't just dive in on or slide in like you'd want a quarterback to do on any other kind of run. He's down by the goal line there, right? He was in the he was right at the goal line when he did that. Any player was going to do that, and fluke, fluky hand injuries, it just happens. I, I don't know if he got stepped on or, or where, where his hand ended up. I don't consider that an injury-prone issue. That being said, those two injuries that happened to him against Clemson and against Louisville or if it was Syracuse, I apologize if it was which team it was, 
those are concerning. Will he will he continue to play like that this year? We didn't get a good enough sample size last year to say, oh, Djokovic learned from 2020, you know, that I got, you know, I've got to get out of bounds more. I got to, you know, stop taking hits when I don't need to. We didn't get a chance to really see that because all we really saw was Colgate, which really didn't count because they couldn't stop Djokovic at all. UMass for one series, which again, he was out after that. And then fast forward to the end of the year, he's playing at 50% with a hand injury that's still not completely healed. So in the grand, in terms of evaluating his 21 season, there's no way of knowing if Djokovic has really learned, hey, I got to be careful, more careful with myself to uh, prevent myself from getting hurt. I think that'll be something to watch, right? How many times in 2020 did Djokovic get wrapped up and he's still shedding blockers and he's throwing guys off of him and, you know, there's a guy around his knees and blah, blah, you know, they're trying to get him down, but he's not going down and you're going, oh my gosh, please just go down. I don't want to see you get hurt. Those are the types of things I think Djokovic needs to work on for next year. And the other ones is, you know, if he's running and we saw against Georgia Tech, how effective Djokovic can be running? I mean... That is going to be a key this year. If he can do that, and we'll talk a little bit about that in our second segment, he could be dangerous. But it's going to be when he's running to get out of bounds, to get down, and not take those hits. And there's a financial there's a financial reason for Jakovic to do that now. Because he's now in his final season for BC. And there is a lot riding on this year for Jakovic. Probably more than anyone else on this roster. Because, you know, if he can play at at the top level in the ACC, if he can play better than, you know, Devin Leary or Malik Cunningham or Sam Hartman or whatever quarterback you want to compare him to, he could push himself up into the first round of the NFL draft. He's got a lot he's got to work on. And, and again, that'll be our third segment. What is What, what other things do we want to see Jakovic work on? But... He needs to not show... The first thing he needs to show is that he's not injury prone. That he knows how to, you know, you don't want to bet wear off all your tires in college and show, hey, I've been hurt. It would be four times now in three years with BC, if, if just one injury. That's that that's red flags right there. That could be something that they're going to get concerned about and could push him down the um, the 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 draft order. So I think Dracovic needs to just be careful about that this year because the difference between between being a first or even an early second round draft pick and being a fourth or fifth round draft pick is millions of dollars and he has the physical tools to get to that level where he can make those millions of dollars and as much as it it's great to win for Boston College and we see Zay Flowers saying how big it is to win for Boston College you want you want the money i mean you want to set your family up and yourself up to be successful after after football. So I think Djokovic knows that. And I think that's what we might need to see more of this year is those, you know, give up a two, give up two yards if it means not getting clobbered in your shoulder. And, you know, go down faster if that means you're saving your knees and, and, and a potential ankle or, or leg injury. So I think that is going to be a major piece that we're going to watch for. And, and it kind of goes back to my first conversation here. Is Djokovic's is he injury prone? Yes and no. We need to see this year. This year will define, and this could follow him into the NFL, whether Phil Dracovic really is injury prone, or if it was he had a, a first year where he learned to be a quarterback, had some got banged up because he didn't know the best way to do it. Second year was fluke. 
third year, hey, he was completely healthy. That 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 um that tag, that label will go away. You will not see that attached to Dracovic if he has a completely healthy 2022 season. In addition, that's also great for Boston College football too, right? If Dracovic plays all 12 games, that's going to give BC a much better chance of winning 12 games than if he was out and Emmett Moorhead has to go in. So I, his ability this year, for Dracovic's, you know, just, you know, we love to see you being tough, man. But just, you know, slide if you have to. Get out of bounds if you have to. Stop taking so many hits because your health is going to cost you and it could cost the team some wins. Now, in our second segment, I'm going to look at what makes Dracovic so dangerous and why I think his health and being able to stay on the field for 12 games could help BC win some games that many experts don't have them winning. Now, it's my favorite part of the show, the ability to talk about Bilt Bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? It's delicious. It's indulgent. Cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bilt has done it again. I just had one of these before I recorded. The The cookie dough puffs is so delicious. It's soft. It's chewy. It's, it's yummy. It tastes like a candy bar, but it has huge hunks of cookie dough in it. Like, you try some of these other protein bars when you get a cookie dough. It's, that, it's, that, it's like blended into the bar. It's not, it's, not, it's not cookie dough. That's not cookie dough. Bilt's got the cookie down pat. So you need to check them out. They're only 160 calories, and they have 115 grams of protein in them, and they're 100% covered in chocolate. Run to Bilt.com to snag a box for you and the family. It's the perfect treat. Or you can re- find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. I kind of have to do that because i got to watch out for my kids stealing mine. My son loves the built bar so you're gonna love the new cookie dough chunk puff whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat or you just need to grab a quick bite built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar ditch the calories fat and sugar and grab yourself a built bar go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order again use promo code lock 15 at built.com this is aj black locked on boston college if you have not done so already have a little favor to ask of you. Go over to our YouTube channel. If you have an account, you probably have an account. You don't even know you have an account. Hit that subscribe button. It takes you 10 seconds and it helps this podcast in a way that you wouldn't even imagine. So just go to youtube.com and hit subscribe. And if you like listening to us and you're hey, you're at work or you're around a computer, listen to us on YouTube. Uh, you can have it running in the other screen and YouTube does help us tremendously. So I hope you become a YouTube subscriber. It's completely free. No money involved here. Just hit subscribe. Help out Locked On Boston College. All right. So my favorite part of doing these kind of player previews and looking at why they're so important to Boston College is looking at really the potential of some of these players. And yesterday we talked about Zay Flowers and why when he's on the field, it makes everyone around him better because everyone has to, all the defenses have to really focus on Zay. Now, Phil Jakovic, when he is at 100%, he is a game changer in its own right. Because as we saw last year, when it was uh, Emmett Moorhead, when it was Dennis Grossell, the offense struggled. And even with the offense struggling, Boston College football stayed in every game that they played last year. There were no games until, you know, certain, you know, later in the games when things started to, the wheels started to fall off. But there were no games like at halftime where BC was just getting blown out of the water. They fell apart later when things, when they just couldn't keep their offense on the field. 
that is where Jakovic is going to make a big difference because he can sustain drives. He can keep the defense fresh off, off, fresh and on the sideline. And that is a big factor here because if Boston College's defense isn't asked to go out there and just win games, which they were made, made to do for a majority of last year, they're good. They're good enough to help you. They're good support. They're, they're not a game changer like 2015, and we're not going to talk about that offense, but they're good. And they can they can keep you in games, and that's all on Jakovic. Jakovic's ability to get first downs, to move the sticks, to to uh, find plays when f- plays are breaking down, these are things that make him a special quarterback. And we didn't really get to see that last year. It was incredible that he even knowing where, what he was going through. You know, the Florida State game, his hand was a mess. F- Wake Forest, he had the flu, and his hand was a mess. And he still had that game against Georgia Tech. And I know Georgia Tech is bad, but he looked every bit the electric, game-changing quarterback that could lead a program that has solid parts around him, not the best, to that next level. That's how good Phil Dracovic can be if he's playing at the top of his game. He, watching him run the ball, you saw like the defenses were all over the place. They couldn't figure out how to stop him because he, you know, he would throw deep to Zay Flowers or Jaden Williams or C.J. Lewis, and then you know they'd spread out a little bit to try to stop that. Then Jakovic would run for 30, 40 yards. He had some monster runs in that game because he is truly a dual threat quarterback. You know, there's a lot that has been said about dual threats, which is some people believing that it's just code for they can't throw the football. Dracovic is not that case. And there's lots of examples. Lamar Jackson, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes. They, 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 that, that whole moniker that dual threat means you can't throw the football, you could throw that out the window now. And Dracovic is a perfect example of that. Now, this year, they have a new offensive coordinator in there, John McNulty. And Jeff Halfley has said on multiple occasions that he's looking to get that offense a little bit more uh, diverse to throw some things out there that they didn't see before, that it wasn't just specifically this very black and white pro style offense that Frank Signetti has run for the last two years. That's going to benefit Dracovic because if they can get him the ball to do some things, whether it's, you know, a read option or a power option or whatever it needs to get him to run the ball, that adds a whole other wrinkle to this offense that we didn't see at all last year, other than maybe that Georgia Tech game. And that's going to make Boston College that much more dangerous when they're playing against better opponents. And you look at games last year that BC lost. I look at the Clemson game specifically. BC, if they had an offense that works like they do when Phil Dracovic is going, they win that game absolutely. That no, no question in my mind they win that game. You look at some of the other games that they lost. I could argue the Syracuse game, the Louisville game. I'm not going to touch NC State and Wake Forest, but those games too, if you have a competent quarterback that can move the ball, score some points, you win those games. You you win. And I think Dracovic this year, as I said in the first segment, he legitimately has the potential to be a very good quarterback if he stays healthy. But I think the system that he's in, the weapons that they have, adding in guys like Pat Garwo, who they didn't have that in 2020. Garwo was there, but he wasn't effective and he was hurt for a lot of it. And David Bailey was just a not, not the right match there. 
you add in a Pat Garwo and a Xavier Coleman and an Alex Sinkfield to what he can do, all of a sudden this offense is going to start putting up points. And all of a sudden the pressure is not going to be on the defense to keep going out there and to save save the season for them. So you're seeing right now that Dracovic, with his arm and with his leg, can change the entire complexion of an entire game. But he's got to stay healthy. I know I sound like a broken record when I bring this up, but that's the key here. Because if no offense to Emmett Moorhead, I'd love to see how he develops, but he's not Phil Dracovic yet. And BC has some very good teams. I mean, the Atlantic is very good this year. Up and down. I'm, I'm not even... I, I, I'm tough on Syracuse sometimes, but they're not bad either. They're, they're a potential bowl team. You have all of these tough games. You need a signal caller out there that can do things that can be explosive, as, as, as Halfley has said, like Dracovic can be. We, they need to be more explosive this year. And I think they have the tools to do that. And when Phil Dracovic is back there and he's getting everyone involved it takes the pressure off of everyone around him because if he can get the ball out quick the offensive line is going to be okay he's going to get guys like Jaden Williams who seem to have a good connection with him when he was healthy he's going to get him into the game he's going to get guys like Taji Johnson into the game or George Takis the the tight end or, or Joey Lucchetti so this is going to be an exciting year and for Phil Jakovic's um his p- potential growth and in our final segment, he's not perfect yet, my folks. But what does he need to do to be one of the best in the conference? What what does he need to grow at? We're going to get into that in just a moment. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black here. Happy Thursday, everyone. We are just one day away from summer camp opening for Boston College football. I get to be there tomorrow as things kick off for the Eagles as they get ready for Notre first Notre Dame for Rutgers on September 3rd. So, I have been accused of a lot of things on this show. Some people say I see things too much through maroon and gold sunglasses and hey, I'll take it when it when it's when it's um when it's true, but I was on Locked on ACC follow that podcast. I'm on there every Wednesday. And I actually did not pick BC uh, to win the ACC. I did not pick them to be the top three in the in the Atlantic because I said when I was giving my power rankings, I need to see more. Like when I'm when I'm making a preseason poll, I agree with some of these writers that are saying, "Oh, BC is probably like fourth or fifth right now." Now, I'm not saying that at the end of the day, I'm not picking BC to do better than they're doing. But in order for that to happen. You need to. We need to see a few different things on the field for Boston College, and I've gone over a bunch of these things on past episodes. You can check them all up on the library. You can go to YouTube and check them out. Whether it's better play from the linebackers, the defensive line needs to take a step up. The offensive line just needs to be serviceable. These are different things I need check marks for 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 me to pick BC to get up to that next level. Because I'm not going to just say, oh, you know what? They got Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic. They're fine. Because there's more to the game than just that. They need to get better. And, and the next piece is Phil Dracovic. What does he need to do to, to improve so that he can become an elite quarterback? Because when you have an elite quarterback on your team in, at the college level, you can take a team that's you know solid like BC's projected to make a bowl and get them up to that next level one of the biggest things and you know if he was healthy last year I think we would have saw a better um example of whether he's grown enough at this at this point but you almost have to go back to 2020 to get a full uh real authentic analysis of what Dracovic can and can't do 
is I, I love to see his ability to continue to evolve in terms of seeing the entire field. Because it seemed in 2020, during that pandemic year, they would show replays and all the announcers, because no one could go to the games, would say is, you know, there's Hunter Long, he's wide open and Dracovic doesn't see him. Or there's CJ Lewis, he's waving his arms and Dracovic didn't see him. So, you know, vision, I think, is a big piece for what I'd love to see Dracovic improve upon in 2020. You know, when you get to the NFL, one of the biggest pieces of a successful quarterback is the ability to quickly go down your progressions, to go from your your main read to your secondary read and bing, 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 get rid of the ball. You need to do that quickly, you're going to get sacked. And then that, that turns into a disaster. Got quarterbacks that f- you know flame out in the NFL are those ones that can't do that and then end up you know getting sacked, losing yards, throwing up in, in, interceptions. Djokovic needs to make sure that he's solid at that this year. And we'll get to see if he is or not. The second piece, and it could be more on a Jeff Halfley and John McNulty piece, is I want to see Djokovic run the ball more. I think he can run the ball more. And really keep defenses more honest because, you know, when you have a million different things that you have to account for on an offense, that makes you just that much more lethal because defenses now have to account for a million, you know, 10 different ways that they could get beat, right? In the pro style offense, it felt like Dracovic ran the ball, but only he did a couple design runs here and there, but it was mostly... You know, if he's getting pressured and had to get out of the pocket and try to scramble for a few yards, there's more there for him. And, uh, you know, coming out of high school, I talked to, again, I bring up Ryan Driscoll. He was a great resource about this, that Dracovic could run designed runs, run those draws, run those power draws, things like that, and be effective. And, you know, I think when Jeff Halfley talks about these wrinkles that are coming up, I have to wonder if that's what he means is you got to get you you know you get the hand the ball in the hands of your playmakers we talked about that yesterday with Zay Flowers right you want to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers Chakovic is your playmaker too and that you know part of his being a playmaker is of course throwing the ball but part of the being a playmaker and being so dynamic is again what we saw against Georgia Tech he just ran the ball when he needed to he did it against Virginia Tech too in that first game he had that that big helicopter touchdown that made us all hold our breaths so his ability to run the ball and make it designed, don't make it because he's getting pressured, I think will take him to that next level too. Because again, when he does that, defenses are going to have a whole hard time. They're going to have a heck of a hard time stopping him when he's doing that. When you have Zay Flowers out there, you have Pat Garwo, you have all these different things that they can do. It makes your offense multidimensional. And again, that is what makes Djokovic uh, dangerous and could make him even more dangerous. He does those two things. First of all, those are going to make him uh, that much more dangerous. And my final piece for Djokovic to, to, to continue to grow is I'd love to see him have less of a reliance on the deep ball. Now, the deep ball is awesome. When he hits Dave Flowers for a 40-yard touchdown pass, it's awesome. I mean, you don't want that to go away. But I'd love to see Djokovic also find out that it's okay to hit the underneath stuff more often. That when you have Jaden Williams flying across the million or Jaden Gill, hit those guys. Hit them with the passes and let them do some things with their legs. Because Williams and Gill, I think their yaks are going to be really good with Phil Dracovic throwing them the ball. Yaks being yards after carry, if you're not familiar with that phrase. Uh, But I'd love to see him do that more. Like you got to be able to take the small stuff too. Every pass can't be a home run ball to to Zay Flowers. So, you know, Looking at the entire body of his work, he's done that at times, but I think to continue to improve. 
everyone can improve. Jakovic can improve. Zay Flowers can improve. We all can improve in everything we do. So I'm just thinking of things that he can look at that he could get better at. But it's going to be fun. And I, I know many of us are going to be holding our breaths every time he gets hit. But if if Phil Jakovic can stay healthy this year, 7-5 and five seems, like a da- it seems like a floor for, the, for BC. If he can stay healthy and can do some things. But we'll have to wait and see. This is AJ Black. We'll be back again tomorrow for our final episode recorded before summer camp. But if you do not subscribe to Locked On Boston College, head over to our YouTube page right now because I'm going to practice on Friday. I will be going, I'll go on to the YouTube channel and do a special episode for the weekend about some of the things that we've talked about, some of the things that we've seen. You're going to get some special, you know, deals and things that you haven't seen only on our YouTube page. So make sure to go to youtube.com and find Locked On BC. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you again soon. Take care.